Carlos. Man, you look really great in this light. Truckers Unite! <laughs> Young World. I am Carlos. And I'm Ryan. And this is the blank. Carlos and Ryan. Another week. Cheers here. Cheers. Mm. <laughs> um, oh. Smooth, <clears throat> yeah, that's smooth right there. Yeah, Woo. all right, another week, another week, another Carlos. episode. You know what? Uh, people were telling me that it might happen, and um, I'm gonna say I'm not sick of seeing your face yet. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, that's amazing. That's great. Oh, amazing. I think um, after fucking the amount of years that we've been, I'm friends. on medication though, so. <laughs> uh me too yeah oh jesus <laughs> but uh yeah we're we're here man we made it for how many what was it 38 today we're on our 38th episode jesus Christ. and we can correct that so please don't yeah don't 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 quote us yeah, we've been don't here. quote anything that we say in the show <laughs> um but yeah we made it man we uh we're here for another week uh shit dude I, I don't know. I like, fuck. <laughs> I know that. Yeah, I know that when we started this shit, it was just like, wow, let's just do this for for us, for fun, you know? But now, look at us go. We're you know, going, we're going, we're going, and we're going to get there. That's the whole point. This is only, we're still in the beginning of this journey. And, uh, you know, there might be some tough tides ahead of us, but, you know, we'll go, we'll go on and we'll, 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 we'll surf right over them. <laughs> Sumo, you up off up your surf, surf boy. <laughs> Tsunami, you up off your surfboard. Shit. All right, Ryan. That, that gets into later in the episode. Yeah. Where you'll understand it. You'll understand it a bit. We go, Ryan. Go ahead and but, say uh, hello to the in children. In this case, um, happy Thursday, everybody. You know, I Woo. always have to kind of say that I love Thursdays. So everybody who happens to be listening, whether you're using, um, you know, through your earbuds, watching us on YouTube. Jesus. Um, <laughs> that was a large gulp. Um, you know, wherever you happen to be listening to us, uh, thank you for joining for another week. You know, Carlos and I are back for another week. And I think that this um, episode is going to be really relevant um, in relation to the times that we happen to be living in. Yeah, um, certainly. I'm sure that Carlos, you're going to hear uh, him and myself and I and him and him and I and him and I, um, you know, definitely tell our experiences with the topic in itself. Um, I think, well, funny enough, before we even talked about the episode, um, 
there's definitely a current event that we're going to talk about in a second. Mm. Um, but yet again, just wanted to say thank you for joining Friend of the Week. We really do appreciate, love our listeners, um, you know, from the bottom of our hearts. Yeah. Um, it really means a lot. Carlos and I, as you can see, it's definitely fucking bright in here. Yeah. Um, you know, we're definitely making changes to our setup in itself. And uh, yeah. there's still a lot of mess back here, but we're still working on it. And, baby uh, steps, baby, baby. Hardware, um, I've been looking into pretty heavily. Um, so we're hoping to get our quality up, which is great. Um, you know, a lot of big things on the horizon for me and Carlos. I think that it's this is really just a start. 38 episodes feels like forever, mm. but um, such a little step at a time. Yeah. Um, so we're excited for this journey and itself. We're going to keep going as much as we possibly can. And um, we're hoping you join it for us. So thank you. 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 Um, yeah, so let's just get right off a topic. We'll talk about them bitch ass. Ni- oh, I'm sorry. Oh, whoa, I'm sorry. Whoops. The alcohol makes me a bit on it. I'm sorry. Uh, we'll talk about the trucking uh, matter. The uh, those who are protesting the vaccine mandate, uh, the truckers and the uh, the supporters of the said truckers. They were in Vaughn today. Um, where were they? At? Where else this week were they at? um i think that they started out in british columbia and for those who don't know who we're, sp- we're talking about it's probably the most relevant um or like you know in your face news that's going on in canada as mm. of now and it's actually provincial or cross provincially relevant because it started out in bc um and now they're making their way all the way to fucking ontario and they're on in ontario today in our neck of the woods in our neck of the woods um, out in Vaughn kind of thing. And like Carl said, it's, uh, you know, due to the vaccine mandate that the federal government happened to implement as of recent, um, just ensuring that all of the truckers that are coming back and forth through the United States border to Canada and vice versa um, need to be vaccinated in a certain time. So um, right now they're going through a huge rally. Um, there's fucking shit ton of people. Yeah. Uh, supporting it. There's a whole GoFundMe thing that we're going to talk about in a bit. Um, a whole bunch of shit's going on with this one specifically. It almost feels like the White House incident. I wouldn't compare it to that, only because I feel it's more laid back with this one. They're showing support, whereas no one is being... Ho- Sorry. Is people watching? No, I just have to make sure that's... All right, closed. I don't want people watching. <laughs> we're, 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 you know, we're being very truthful right now. Um... <laughs> I feel like I wouldn't say it's compare in comparison to the White House thing only because um, this is more so showing the government that, you know, there's solidarity um, besides violence and, um, you know, aggression. Like, obviously, people are pissed off at the same time. It's a protest to show that, you know, we don't agree with what the president or prime president, prime minister. Oh, my God, the drink is making me feel like <laughs> Um, Come on, Lowe's. Yeah, my fault. Um, the prime minister's mandates on the vaccines are, um, you know, they're you know they feel like it, it, it's not okay. Um, so my understanding is of it is that whenever the truckers enter the country from where they came from, if they're not vaccinated, they have to quarantine, and that um, and that makes them lose money on the trucking. Yeah. So that is why they're protesting it. Um, they have supporters who are showing their uh, support um by uh you know showing up sign showing signs along the roads you know cheering them on as they're driving um i mean 
can't you just post an Instagram link or something and just be like, I support it's, it's fucking cold outside. What are you guys doing all outside? I don't know. That's just me. But um, here's my take on it. First of all, I just want to say, I hope you all get tear gassed. And um, no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just teasing. Yeah, just bombs, man. flash bombs and fucking. No. Um, I'm, I'm okay. So my understanding is that the plan is that they have one million people and five hundred thousand. What was it? Trucks? Not not that many. I don't know if it's that many, but they want. They have to have. They're gonna have, try and have one million people go to um, Ottawa to um, what's the name of the building? The Prime Minister Parliament, Parliament Hill. Um, they're gonna protest outside of Parliament Hill to you know, show solidarity um, against the vaccine, uh, vaccine, vaccine mandate. Jesus Christ. Imagine a million people showing up for (laughs) this fucking vaccine. Uh, Vaccine mandate. Um, I believe the protest is either they want changes to the mandate or they want Trudeau to resign. He's not resigning. I'm just gonna just like, (laughs) there's not a chance in hell that he's resigning um you have to drag his ass yeah out you know what i mean <laughs> you ain't gonna do that shit that's not a threat yo to the canadian government whoever's listening if y'all watching and we pay our taxes We're just making jokes yes <laughs> um but yeah uh you know they're trying to you know they're gonna go to parliament hill they're gonna protest and they're gonna stay at parliament hill until a change has been made now i've been asked by my peers for my opinion on the matter um, and I'll say this, I don't give a fuck what you want. <laughs> oh, no, I'm playing. Um, and in all honesty, let me be real here. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with everything that they're doing. I don't, you know, there is some parts of this vaccine. Oh my God, vaccine, vaccine mandate that I, I do agree. I think it's kind of ridiculous to ask the truck drivers to do the whole quarantine thing, considering that their only their job is to travel, to pick up shit, and then travel outside the country to drop it off. Um, there, there's, there's little, um, there's very little interaction with these truck drivers. So I don't feel that, you know, they should be um, quarantining as hard as these other folks, uh, you know, as the uh, as the regular citizen, um, but I will say that uh, you know I respect the fact that it's you know they're not going the whole uh, U.S. route by attacking their you know attacking people and uh, you know showing violence and aggression towards uh, you know uh, the prime minister. I hope that won't be the case for Saturday. Um, but I will say that uh, I hope you all are safe. I don't agree with everything you're saying, but I respect your decision. And uh, for any of our friends who may be with support and of this cause, um, you're cool. I, we have a difference of opinion in this matter. I hope you're cool. I hope you're okay. I hope you're safe. Um, but I'll just leave it at that. I need to stop drinking before I do this shit. <laughs> I was like making all kinds of mo- Okay, but no, yeah, that's my take on it.
The one of the surprising things that's been going on, I think, with this, uh, the whole kind of protest that they happen to be going on is that there's just so many different factors that are coming up yes. to this specific thing. Like one thing I wanted to talk about was just the GoFundMe stuff. I think like talking about the financials, we can get kind of get rid of really quickly because it's one of the easy things because um, you have a bunch of um, what I guess like the news and like regular people are claiming as like anti-vaxxers and stuff yeah. like that that are part of this whole trucking protest. Um, they don't want to get vaxxed. Um, now they're pretty much just like marching into Ottawa um, to cause, you know, some sort of like uproar and stuff like that. They want mm. him to resign. But the amount of money that actually got funded was in the millions. In the, I believe it 5 million. It wasn't just like 100,000, yeah. you know, like you got a dollar from every person that's yeah. anti-vax. Um, even like Chris Guy, I don't know how much he ever like raised. I don't think he raised that much. How much he ever raised like I don't being think it was even that close. Yeah. those protests, like going into malls, like the people who support him. There's definitely people out there who support him. Mm -hmm. But the amount of money that this actually raised um, is wild. And I think that $5 million isn't only reflected by um, the, unva like the unvaccinated. I think there's probably vaccinated people that put money into this cause and they they truly believe in it. They truly believe that, yes, it's kind of ridiculous that, you know, truck drivers need to get vaccinated or whatever it may be. Um, and that's just the wild part, the amount of money that was actually put into this. And like I was reading today um, in some news articles that it was a lot of like high up. Like political people that were donating. Mm. It wasn't even just like Joe Schmo's like me and you off the street. It was like we didn't donate. I didn't donate. Um, but politicians like uh, MPs, like from the NDP, from like the political, yeah. from like liberal government, a whole bunch of different. They found out that like a whole bunch of different people posted. There was posts going around how they were trying to um, e-transfer the cause as opposed to um, having to send it to GoFundMe because GoFundMe takes a percentage of yeah, the, right. the thing of like of the profits, I yeah. guess, or like the money raised in itself. Right. So just the amount of like financial uproar that's happening to go on with this fucking protest is absolutely wild. Like it's, $5 million. That's yeah. like huge. Well, to be fair, they actually have to stop the GoFundMe and oh. they, they have to refund like 4 million, but they actually did give 1 million to 1 million of that 5 million to the actual cause. That's so, wild, man. So yeah, man. Ooh, I mean, yeah, dude, what can you, uh, what can you say? I'm oh, well, and and you know what? Yeah, and like going back to my earlier point, it's good to see that you know we can have a difference of opinion, and uh, you know people don't have to be harmed. People will probably be late to work and shit, which fucking sucks. But um, I and I get you know I get their frustration because I mean like you know you're this is people's livelihoods that we're talking about. You know what I mean? Um, you know there's freaking you know groceries are being threatened not to come in on time you know we're already have seeing a, a price hike in groceries right now um and uh you know who knows what else could be affected like dude there's fucking our computer chips are not even coming in and shit the vehicles are being affected so now you know and then on top of that now groceries and shit it just like says a lot that uh um you know i can understand why people are upset and i get that um but uh yeah just uh yeah it's 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 refreshing to see that you know violence is not the answer this time around which is good to see so the, take that us i guess like the one thing and i don't want to go too deep into it um because then we'll get into like economics and like mm. you know structure and like what helps an economy and, stuff and like i don't that. know any of that shit but 
like when we talk about and one of our buddies his name's daniel shout out to daniel uh, he brought up a great point today where people really only care about the cause that happens to be being promoted in the news as of that point in time right so now that we have like the trucker industry that is like causing uproar because of this whole new vaccine mandate we really have to kind of take a step back and look at like why trucking is huge in our industry and like you know goods and services how it's brought into the country what we buy from other countries and how it's brought in all of that kind of like bubble in itself gets affected because of this vaccine mandate and then it's like okay our our system doesn't run as well you know so our grocery stores suffer there's not enough you know potentially food around goods and services that we're used to just buying off the shelf could potentially be you know minimized or you know harder to find or whatever like that which causes like people to start fucking going nuts and hoarding shit mm. um which is definitely not the right way to go um but it, it shows how important trucking is to our society and how um of it like a puzzle piece that it's actually needed to be specifically there mm. one of the crazy thing is when i bring up daniel and he brought up the point where people really only care about what's being promoted is that like man our healthcare system has been fucking supposedly at least i'm not a nurse i don't know but they've been getting killed Mm. over the last like thing and i don't know if they've raised five million dollars or if there's been like what do you mean by well, they've been getting killed as in like you know overworked uh, um like recently yeah like over the past like even like the last six months like we've been hearing nurses being like oh it's still fucking thing like we're working 16 hour days really yeah why covid but <laughs> but my thing is it's not as bad as the last time right because no, i mean like no. the, the days are the isolation days are a lot shorter but they're asking I, people not to come in if you don't have or to not get tested if you have no symptoms. yeah definitely not yeah. but there i don't remember ever there being a five million dollar gofundme raised for nurses to be distributed between all the nurses across canada uh yeah no i don't i don't like i i could be wrong and please if you have anything like but even if even if the money was right do you really think that the hospital is gonna are gonna donate some of that money to the nurses but that's just a crazy thing it's just like i do not think so man we have like so many huge issues that were going on and then now we get like truckers and then all of canada comes out yeah according to these like news articles and like the live streams of like um you know supporters showing their day even like supposedly in vaughn there was like thousands and thousands of people showing it was their, quite a bit showing their love kind of thing. Yeah. so it's kind of like man where was all this shit for the nurses and the healthcare workers instead of just banging pots and pans at five o'clock i don't know if they did that in vaughn but i remember walking down well everyone was scared because like, we couldn't leave the house yeah, it was crazy yeah man. like i guess now it's almost like a, a mixture of that like people are just kind of fucking sick of this government uh-huh and just tired of being locked down so it's absolutely wild um you know what's going on with this fucking trucker thing man like well people need something to blame when they're not really getting the answers you know what i mean i know like seriously like just like uh, whenever there's a press conference whether it be from uh, doug ford or justin trudeau there's always that uncertainty or you know that that's up in the air and people are like fed up with it because we've been getting it now for like two years now so it's like when when are we gonna go back to normal? And people don't know, and that's a it's a frustrating feeling. And I can get why people are now upset because you know they don't want you know they're either whether it be about their personal life, you know, not having that social circle again, or their kids, um, you know, not going to school. Because I was talking to my godmother about it, her grandchildren, 
um you know she was saying how uh you know they're not learning a damn thing when they're at oh, home yeah. because you know they're oh, the no. distractions of uh you know being in their room and you know when they see their system they're like i'm just gonna go through it and do it and play my games instead of learning this bs and then when uh, they actually ended up going back to school they had to keep the windows open during this cold ass weather because they didn't want the covid to travel and keep everything in the room so it's like everything you know what i mean there's no certainties there's no like what should we do here and there and when are we going to get these answers so people are like pissed off yeah and we need you know they need answers and no one's providing them with that so henceforth protests and truckers um but yeah just i don't know to each their own um you know be safe out there you truckers and uh all you people that are uh you know out there protesting them uh you got y'all be safe as well um again you know there's some things i don't agree with with y'all but um i respect y'all decision and uh hope y'all safe um and uh yeah don't kill each other um but say, please uh, don't burn down yeah don't you know what i mean <laughs> like i hope nobody dies from this protest yeah no that'd be, I fucking that'd be awful because that's a lot of people Although, I mean, if it's all the anti-vaxxers, just saying, just saying, eliminate the problem while it lasts. Um, uh, You know, the Royal Rumble's actually this weekend. Oh, shit. Yeah. So place your bets, people. WWE. Yeah, man. 30 people. I don't even think I can. Men's and women's. I don't think I I can even name a wrestler that's today. That's today? No, I can't. That's ridiculous. Like you're ridiculous randy orton he is still wrestling okay that's one i got one that's one you know any others um no just throw it out uh, there just guess so. just guess um just guess five just four more no i i just four guesses in general i will tell you if they're Booker right T. or wrong wrong no he is not um the new version of mankind what the fuck is the new version of mankind? <laughs> what does that even mean? Spider-Man. <laughs> what the shit? That dude that that gets on that wire and then comes down from the fucking top rope, man. You mean Spider-Man? And then he was also in that in that show, Crow. <laughs> <laughs> and then for those who don't know that show, Crow, rest in peace of the actor. I think he died actually. Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee, Bruce Lee's son. Bruce Lee's son. He actually died from a gunshot. Yeah, well, which is gun real fucked up. Yeah. Um, On set. Yeah, that's like super fucked up. So. Yeah, rest in peace, Brandon. And he just proceeds to laugh. <laughs> God, don't speak at my funeral. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Carlos was a nice guy. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all, y'all played yourself. Y'all played yourself. Um, Jesus right, Christ. <laughs> All right. On to recent news. Trucker shit aside. Trucker shit aside. Um, I d- didn't even fucking know this, but Canada's playing a huge soccer game today. Mm. Hence this. And it is. They're playing. Sure. They already did, or they played, or they're they... playing tonight. What the and fuck? Like the I guess world, who? The World Club, uh, World Cup qualifier. Oh, let me look it up. But supposedly... you're supposed to know your news before. Sorry, I'm sorry. God. It's the drinks, man. Oh, Jesus Christ. 
And uh, while we wait for Ryan to look, uh, Royal Rumble is again this weekend on pay-per-view. Um, check your local listings. Uh, 30 men and 30 women will compete in two separate Royal Rumbles to determine who will main event WrestleMania. So throw your bets in, folks, and uh, get on it. Did you figure out your answer? I did, I did. It's Honduras. So Honduras. Canada, Canada's playing Honduras tonight at 8. They speak Spanish, don't they? I'm not 100% sure. I think they do. Yeah. I'm sure it's a beautiful country, though. Mm. But still yeah. foreigners. <laughs> um, no, I'm playing. Uh, good luck to Honduras. But Canada's going to whoop that ass. We need that FIFA spot, baby. Let's get it. No disrespect again, but again, go Canada. Um, is that all the news you got? I think or the one know? last thing I did want to speak about um, is our reopening coming up soon. Oh, of uh, Ontario. Yeah, whoa, of whoa, Ontario. whoa, whoa. So I don't, I think that we touched upon it last yes. week, um, but we're closer to the date. Um, it is the 27th today, I believe. So only about four days away from sort of what opening they're going to open up indoor gyms, movie theaters, um, things like that. Oh, even like work that. from home is no longer a requirement. Oh, really? Yeah. Holy read shit. that news. So oh, they're no saying uh, they don't have to keep logs. So restaurants don't have to ask you to sign and uh, leave phone numbers as of Monday. What? Mm-hmm. But still 50%. That's huge. That's quite big. Huge. I don't have to do it. I get to stay up from home because that's what's on the contract. I signed it. So that's what's on the contract. But... You try to take that the way you just try to take that away from me. Oh, come for oh, me. Yeah, man. Just, yeah, <laughs> you man. have to come for me. Fuck. You got you know what I mean? Take my fucking computer. I ain't going back to that office, <laughs> bitch. But yeah, there it is, folks. That's uh that's a big news. So Monday, man. Oh fuck, I can't wait to go to the gym. I need to lose all kinds of weight, yeah, gain thanks. some muscle, you know. But yeah, what are you what are you excited about? Once... I'm excited to go back to like restaurants and stuff, man. Of course, I feel yeah. like bars. Yeah, especially bars. Oh Jesus. Like at- Carlos and I, after a podcast, sometimes we just go grab a beer or something like that. And that's one thing I do happen to miss. I know that there's actually going to be a lot of bars that are opening at 12 a.m. that night. Um, the same way that a lot of like when we opened up, there'd be certain bars within Toronto that would open at, at 12 a.m. So oh, really? people in kind of thing. So oh. they party till two in the morning, hmm. 2.30 or whatever it may be. Anything to make some dough. I mean, it's so, hard yeah, times. I'm know? excited for that. So maybe we'll do that hopefully on the Sunday or I'll try to find myself somewhere to do it on the Sunday. It'd be pretty cool. I think that's the most fun. Um, you know, especially with the good. winter blues yeah. that we happen to be Oh, for through, sure. So. It's uh, been a rough ride this winter, but uh, things are looking up, I guess. Who knows? Um, but yeah, fingers crossed that, uh, you know, no rules come in, you know, or at least the rules die down as the months go, because I think the plan is that then February, they want to increase. And then March by March, everything should be. What are you, what are you doing? Oh. What are you doing? Everything's coming up. <laughs> it's Labor Day by March, man. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, any other news that you know of? um i think that's it on my end okay i do have one thing to talk about it's not really important but uh do you know who peter dinklage is you uncultured swine uh peter (laughs) dinklage is the actor from game of thrones he uh is uh the little person who plays Tyrion lannister um he 
has, was on a podcast where he um, was pretty pissed off at the fact that Disney is recreating Snow White um, due to the Seven Dwarfs situation. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So he and Disney responded saying that, you know, they looked into it. They spoke to the dwarf community to ensure that, you know, nothing is offensive. Um, here's my situation. Here's my take on it. Interesting. Um, they have a Latina female playing Snow White this time around. Um, her name is Snow White. <laughs> That's two whites in one name. White, white. White, white. And you get a Latina? Are you fucking kidding me? Inclusiveness. 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 <laughs> what kind of dumb shit is this? Inclusive. Bro, look here. I know Disney's trying really hard to live with this woke bullshit. Not bullshit, because I... Well, no, it's bullshit. Listen, if you're going to get someone to play Snow White, get a white person! <laughs> Next thing you know, these fucking dwarves are going to be fucking seven feet tall. <laughs> fucking African dudes just like fucking mining. African dudes in <laughs> <It's> Sierra Leone. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> fucking sake. What's going on here? You know, fucking they're recreating the Little Mermaid and she's black. What? Yes. Oh, my God. Disney, man. Dude, black don't people me. don't swim. <laughs> you expect me to believe a fucking. <laughs> fucking fish can swim. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. What's going on here? I don't like this. It's annoying. Mm-hmm. Fucking Disney. Get out of here, dude. Honestly. Uh, my thing is, these movies were fucking offensive as is. Stop recreating them. <laughs> you made your bed. Now live in it. Jesus. And then, uh, uh, bro, you know, they recreated uh, Peter Pan and they had those offensive scenes with the Native Americans. They weren't in the new scenes. They weren't in these new uh, Peter Pan movies. Interesting. You know what I mean? I don't watch too much Disney. Yeah, I I hear you, and I get that. But it's just like, (laughs) dude, fucking, if Walt Disney was alive today, he'd be rolling rolling over in his grave. Oh, yeah. For those who don't know, Walt Disney was extremely racist, (laughs) and he was an absolute sexist. I'm dead serious. He was an anti-Semite, hated the Jews. I'm not even kidding. And he fucking, women... He did not allow women to work in his studio. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, he wow. did not like women. He hated women also. Wow. Married and had kids too. Jeez. An anti semite Anti-Semite. Anti-Semite. Yeah. An anti-Semite incel. <laughs> we've been doing it before. You know, it was even a thing. God, man. Jesus Christ. And lo- you know what I mean? And if he didn't make Vicky Nurse, he fucking sure as hell would fucking shot up a goddamn place for the Jews and women, man. Oh, my God. All overall, though, Disney, y'all made some classics in the past. Lion King is one of my favorite movies ever. Oh, yeah. Uh, But really, this whole woke shit, really, come on. Rethink this. Rethink this. Come on. There's been a big, like, um, I don't know. I'm not too, too much into, like, the kind of pop culture kind of stuff. But I've, I'm a, everyone knows I'm a big Reddit fan. Um, there's a lot of, like, inclusive posts about the latest one that came out. Um, I think it's about, like, a, um, like a Mexican family and their house is, like, haunted or something like that. Yes, 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 yes. And a lot of people are being like, oh, it's great to see, like, you know, Latinas um, or, like, the Latin American culture be, like, 
you know, exposed by Disney and stuff like that. Um, and I never really, I don't really pay too much attention to those kind of posts. I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I like, I think that Disney does a wonderful job of being able to kind of expose certain cultures in that light when they happen to like kind of form it. Like I've seen some of the shorts about like their Asian culture and like their like the bow things, like those like short Disney ones and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But mm-hmm. like, I am kind of on the fence with Carlos in this case um, in relation to like certain things that are like, I guess some Disney classics mm-hmm. and like trying to recreate them to be able to kind of be more relevant as a right. day. Um, I don't really know how I feel about that. Um, it's definitely a kind of an odd situation in itself. Um, but yet again, I don't really care for Disney in general. So damn, I don't know. <laughs> they, own, big... they own the Simpsons, dude. Yeah, but the Simpsons are my Asian yellow brother. <laughs> Oh I'm just playing. I need to sit you down. <laughs> um, but l- listen, God, even just you know, Disney BS aside, more originality. All right, stop, yeah, stop I recreating, think... stop recreating these movies. They definitely have probably great writers, and you see it like oh, itself, for sure. You know, the, all of the talent, and especially all the money in the world to be able to hire the talent that can make just, just re- stop absolute wonderful originals. You know what I mean? Like, um, oh, who's gonna like? What do you need the script for? You don't need script writers. Like things like Toy Story, yeah, like Pixar and stuff like that. Like that was original as hell. As like, fuck. And it's one of the most successful yeah. movies ever made. So I'm with you, Carlos, in that. Yeah. One. I think that. Definitely and then watch them recreate Toy Story. And fucking uh, <laughs> a Russian cowboy. <laughs> and, a, <laughs> and, Russian a, dolls. <laughs> and a and a space cadet from Alaska. <laughs> oh, to infinity and beyond. Yeah. I don't, I, more originality, that's all we ask. Please. Like we're sick and tired of these remakes. I'm not interested in remakes. I want original. That's all for my uh, rant on Disney. You're going to pour me a drinky drink. Drinky drink, a drink, a drink. But in this case, I think this is going to be an exciting part of the episode now that we get to talk about our main topic. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, bum. Bum, bum. I don't remember what it is again. Social anxiety. I guess the first disclaimer that I want to put out is that Carlos and I are not psychologists. Right. We are not therapists. Yeah. We are not um, anybody. And we say this in many of our episodes. Please do not take our advice. Hmm. Um, well, well, listen to our advice, but don't <laughs> take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, exactly. We're just two people talking. To right. Like... And we have opinions on it. And for all of those who have social anxiety out there who really need the help, go seek it. Because if, if you're listening to this podcast, you're just going to listen to an hour or so of me just calling you a bitch and to fucking man the fuck up and go out and, you know, but whereas if you actually do need the help, please go, please go talk to a professional. 100%. 100%. That is all. That being said, um, social anxiety, man. Oh, fits in this week because Bell Let's Talk. Oh, yeah bell let's talk that just came let's talk about that let's talk about bell let's talk for a bit yes let's talk about bell let's talk let's start it off bell let's talk is it horseshit or is it uh actually beneficial i think it's it's beneficial to a degree um i definitely think that there's the dark sides of bell um as a company in canada being one of the triopolis that we happen to have in relation to our telecommunications Mm. 
Um, Shaw, do some shit. <laughs> you know, I love Freedom Mobile. Holy but shit. in this case, um, I'm just saying that because we happen to have um, a terrible, terrible, we could probably do a whole episode on like an internet service and cell phone and how Canadians get screwed on that shit. Well, maybe we can do that next week. Um, but Bell happens to be one of them. Mm. And unfortunately, there's a huge dark side to Bell in relation to how much money they make off of like prison calls um the amount of like money that they charge like elderly people for like plans that they don't fucking need all that kind of crap how much how hard it is to fucking just cancel your plan mm. is enough of a dark side of a fucking telecommunications fucking organization in itself um not a lot of people have a lot of good things to say about bell unfortunately they happen to be one of those corporate monsters in canada um that provide us a great service mm. <laughs> but we all over like canada it. yeah um, but in this case for those who don't know and if you don't know i'm surprised but bell actually has a let's talk every february campaign yeah. campaign every yeah. i don't know how often it is it's every year every, every year, year february I think. Um, where or january rather, let's sorry. talk and i think it's like a whole hashtag with yeah. twitter and all that kind of stuff but i believe that every five cents for every text that happens to go through bell services they donate five cents towards um you know foundations that um help with mental illness right things like that mm -hmm. um so i think in that case in relation to the donation because donations towards things like that are always helpful yeah i would say no matter yeah. where it's coming from sometimes i don't know it's tough but um just getting the exposure of like mental illness getting help we, they got a lot of celebrities come out and do commercials and yeah. stuff like that yeah um it's a huge campaign it's a huge huge thing i'm sure they pump thousands if not millions of that like millions of dollars yeah um into you know the well-being of like mental health exposing it for what it is um telling people to get help whatever it may be right um but bell in itself is just a fucking corrupt uh -oh. harsh company uh-oh uh -oh like every other telecommunication kind of thing yeah. out there, which is definitely tough. So I don't know. I don't know if it's bullshit, man. Like I, I would like to say that there is some good to it, but I think overall Bell as a company, it just sucks because if not them, then who? Nobody would do it. You know? Well, I mean, it's not even a matter of uh, doing it. It's just a matter of the fact that Bell, you know people are saying this is a pr stunt this is to ref, you know to engage with their customers to ensure that we support this um you know just uh you know a few things that because me and ryan and a few friends were talking about it on the actual day it was tuesday or just yesterday tuesday um who knows i forget um but uh yeah you know uh the day of there was a lot of people on reddit who were going in on bell claiming that uh you know this is all just bullshit to you know attract uh, people to show that you know they support mental health whereas um you know they would fire they were they fired a shit ton of people just in the past mm -hmm. year um people who would benefit with help such as this um and uh, they had a really pop a profitable year so they didn't even necessarily have to fire all these people so um, and, you know, to be told to you're fired, but just simply because of like budget cuts and something, um, you know, it says uh, it speaks a lot of volumes of what type of company you are to really look like a profitable, uh, you know, to look like the company for the people versus actually being a company for the people 
it says, you know, it speaks volumes. And, uh, you know, when people see bullshit, they're going to call you out on your bullshit. That's plain and simple what this is. Um, I was watching this video. I forget what her name is. She suffers from schizophrenia. She went, you know, um, you know, she was going off on how she's saying uh, Bell Less Talk was absolutely, absolute nonsense. You know, um, I forget her, the name of the video or her rather. Um, you can go check her out. Uh, I posted it. What's her name? What is her name? What is her name? Living Well with Schizophrenia is the name of the channel. Hmm. Uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, she was just talking about how Bell Less Talk is uh, absolute, just, you know, it's a horrible company who's only trying to look like, um, you know, that they really do care. Uh, and I feel that, you know, most of these big wig companies would do such a thing, you know, um, when the Black Lives Matter thing came on, you know, a lot of these folks are showing Black, Black Lives Matter, um, you know, we support this movement. Uh, please buy our thing so we can, uh, you know, uh, donate money to the cause and it'll be help beneficial. Um, you know, we support the LGBTQ plus community. We support everybody regardless. Please buy our fucking uh, soaps, soaps <laughs> to show that, uh, you know, any anybody, regardless of your sexual identity or, or sexual interests, can shower with our soaps. Um, but you know, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a PR move, you know, the big wigs up in the, you know, that building yeah. up there in the bell, um, building up there, just, uh, up there, just, uh, laughing and laughing straight to the bank. You know what I mean? Yeah. All this is, is just to impress shareholders to ensure that they're getting their money back and to impress customers to attract, to attract their new ones. Once they grab, once they have their customers, they truly don't care. And if you leave, that's when they like are just like, whoa, 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 hang on, whoa, whoa, whoa. We know we got good deals for you. Stay. Bell, let's talk, baby. You know, let's do that. Let's talk. But uh, yeah, just. I think the last thing I have to say about Bell is, um, you know, supposedly, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but supposedly there was some sort of statistic where because of COVID, they laid off a bunch of people in a certain department. Yeah. Um, but then also took like all over a hundred million dollar bailout during COVID, um, you know, to keep their operations running or whatever it may be. In this so case. look the part. But it's like Bell's a billion dollar company. Right. So probably. I don't know exactly what their market share is or whatever it is. No, they're probably in the billions. Right? But I would think that they're in the billions. But yeah. it's like to even just take a hundred thousand or a hundred million dollars worth of like taxpayers money to keep a business that already has the money sitting in a bank account somewhere yeah. um is just really fucked up and like like you said like when they throw out these weird kind of public relations events like bell let's talk there is some good to it i truly believe but i think as an overall sense it's hard to trust bell in itself mm. um just because the sketchy ass shit they be doing and their service yeah Stop charging people a hundred dollars. Yeah, you internet. fucking bitch, <laughs> dumbass motherfuckers. I was reading. I was reading another fact actually about the bell. Um, someone posted it in our group chat. Man, oh man, if you guys were in our group chat, <laughs> we'd be arrested. Um, <laughs> let's see what's going on here. So there was a stat that says uh, Bell charges inmates prison. 
for a 20 minute long distant call. Oh, sorry, they charge inmates $30 for a 20 minute long distant call profiting off prisons that hurt the most marginalized. Uh, Bell laid off hundreds of workers during the pandemic despite making billions in profits. And Bell uses mental health as a PR stunt, which I mentioned, uh, while contributing to the very problem this day is supposed to address. It's tough, man. It's, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, it's nice to, you know, you know, there, Alexander Graham Bell, one day, was just sitting at home, across the window, some fine honey, <laughs> looking at him, trying to say something. He's like, what? And then he, you know, she's saying something again. He's like, what? And he couldn't hear her. And then uh, couldn't make out what uh, what she was saying, and uh, he lost out on a freebie that night. And he's just like, you know, miss me with that. I was trying to get with that honey, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so he decides to fucking make a device where he can hear not only that honey from across the street, but that honey, uh, you know, down the side road, or the honey that moved all the way back to Wisconsin, you know, and uh, created the phone. Um. And now it's used by millions of people around the world to connect with people all over the world, even uh, in different galaxies and uh, to some people. Yeah, the original um, idea was well, to communicate, yeah. not to dominate yes. the country. Yes. Being the only option for telecommunications, right. like, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, so my thing, my point is this. Alexander Graham Bell probably did not think that he would have to, you know, convey his message of support by uh, creating a thing to show support for those with mental health. Um, I do believe there is a good message behind Bell Let's Talk, because obviously if you're going through something, talk to a friend, talk to a professional, seek help when you can. It's okay to show that, you know, you're vulnerable and that you're going through some stuff. <clears throat> but uh it's uh you know it's strong you you know it makes you a strong person to show that you to admit that you know you're going through something and to you know to reach out to somebody is always a good thing but uh to use that as a tactic to yeah. attract customers is a snake move it's a dick move yeah. um I think that, uh, you know, I shout out to everybody who lost their jobs during the pandemic. Um, people who really benefit from a day like this. Because I mean, like, I imagine considering, you know, what's going on with pandemic alone and then, you know, losing their jobs on top of that would drive you, anyone insane. Definitely. Would drive people, you know, would cause probably, probably, I read a stat today that the high, this, the Canadians are a lot more depressed now than they were while the while uh, the pandemic was starting oh yeah so imagine that and uh yeah a lot of can and not even canadians just people around the world are going through it because you know we can't we can't really talk to people let alone our family and friends so it's i don't know dude that i guess was... that's why like a certain episode like this we're going to talk about about social anxiety is such an important thing to talk about because um, it's really just kind of one piece that happens to kind of flow into the rest of the world. And yeah. like a lot of people, even though there's, I don't want to say the word harsher, but 
Um, there's more like in-depth things that people are kind of going through during the times of like COVID and all of these kinds of things that, you know, people can't deal with. Social anxiety definitely happens to be at least one of those like kind of forefronts or one of the ones that a lot of people can relate to. And then maybe even more so because of COVID and how it impacts us socially and, you know, just people kind of being isolated in itself. So that's why Carlos and I definitely thought it was important to kind of do this episode today to at least talk about it. Um, even if you haven't even heard of it before, at least, you know, acknowledge it, um, learn a little bit about it. And then Carlos and I tell our experiences about it and stuff. So, yeah, give me, give me what, um, you know, what the definition or what you would define as like social anxiety. Just, uh, when you're around people and they fucking make you feel weird and you're like, I don't want to be here. I want to go home. Um, whether it be at school or on the subway or when you're around people that make you feel uncomfortable, you know what I mean? Especially in a social setting, just well, we can't use a word to define the word. That's just stupid. I learned that in fucking. Come on. Um. Yeah, just uh, people who either you know feel uncomfortable in a uh, in an environment where they're not really used to, um, whether it be in school, uh, you know, again with all these settings. Um, some people get it worse. Some people might have like panic attacks. When they're around these settings, um, people might faint. Uh, yeah, just uh, that's to me what the social anxiety is. I could be wrong. I don't know this shit. We told you at the fucking beginning that we're not professionals. <laughs> so what part of the research that I did happen to do Mm-mm. specifically for you this- did research? Of course. Of course. Shit. Was that on the homework? <laughs> I didn't know. I just related to shit to my life and what I dealt with. Part of a little bit of the research that I did happen to do yeah. um, was just where this kind of social anxiety kind of comes out from and like, where does it kind of stem from? And there's a lot of, obviously a bunch of different resources that you can look into. And I'm a big kind of sociology person. I like to learn about it, I like to read about it, um, that kind of stuff. And then a lot of what it bases around is just the concept of rejection. Mm. Um, so I relate to that being. Oh, yeah. Hear me out, dude. Uh, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> Hear me out. No, I'm sorry. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Concept of rejection. So an individual, um, whether you happen to be, you know, worried about it, um, you fear like just the feeling of rejection in itself. Um, rejection is probably one of the main terms in relation to social anxiety. Yeah. Whether you're being rejected by a social group, your group of friends, yeah. um, a new school, whatever it may be, that's kind of like the, mm-hmm. the interesting part of like social anxiety that you feel like you're going to be rejected from a group or, you know, whatever it may be. So then it turns into something where almost like your self-reflection of like yourself or what you think of yourself you don't feel like you're good enough to be able to kind of be accepted by a certain group or whatever certain situation you happen to fall under. Um, And then it causes this sort of like feeling inside where you just don't feel comfortable with kind of being in that situation. And then the more times that you happen to go through it, the more and more social anxiety happens to be worse for you or like those certain social situations happen to be worse on you. And some people never get out of it. Mm. So, um, you know, social anxiety in itself really, really stems from the concept of just being rejected and then the want to be accepted as like social human beings 
um, you know, such as myself and Carlos, I would consider us pretty social, whatever, but <laughs> you yeah, erase that. But oh, um, in this case, um, it's really a scary thing in itself. And I think that uh, even though talking about it is super important, I think that just telling our experiences about um, social anxiety, also hearing your experiences, please hit us up. We do have those socials where you can hit us up. I would love to read your stories. Um, we can definitely talk about it as we go. But um, definitely just the the rejection and then wanting to be accepted. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of the big big thing about social anxiety i would say i know you're serious but these are the faces i make while i make up wear a mask and i'm not used to that yet so (laughs) um but i mean yeah fear of rejection when you said that i'm just like oh that shit triggered but i know for me um when i talk to women that is a huge thing that comes to my mind um even to this day uh well not as much today but back when like high school yeah yeah, that was like a huge thing. Like, I, I don't even think I even asked the woman out in high school. Like, it was like really bad. It was like to the point of like, when I were to talk to a woman, we would be friendly and shit. Like, I don't mind being friendly with anybody. I can talk to anybody and be friendly with them and shit. But like, when I start developing feelings for this uh, person, uh i'll just like start overthinking just like fuck what if this person doesn't think i'm good enough what if this person thinks i'm fucking ugly and shit what if this person thinks i'm overweight yada 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 it's just a lot of like oh god and then all these things going through your mind and the overthinking is what is obviously led to my downfall with nothing ever happening with this person so it's uh you know the uh, you know that fear of rejection it's uh that's a that's a shitty shitty feeling um you know obviously like now i know that like even if you get rejected that's okay you know what i mean you you know you shouldn't have to put all your eggs in that one basket uh, the basket for referring to a female. Yeah, I, rep- I compared you to an object. Deal with it. You want to complain? Fucking write a, you know, shit. You know where the button is, bitch. I don't give a fuck. Shout out to Carlos to say, Suwoo to the death of me, niggas. Woo, woo! Wow, that went to a dark place. I, I definitely brain. do not condone it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Man, that is... Wow. I don't know what's in this drink, sir, but got me going. But um, yeah, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, that fear of rejection, man. It just, uh, that's a that's a poison. And um, fellas, even ladies, or whatever gender you identify as, because now apparently that's a thing. Still getting used to that. So baby steps. Um, whatever, you know, you know, whatever that fear you have when you're talking to that someone that you're interested in um don't overthink it and if that rejection does come it's okay move on because you you know i know that when i you know normally when i talked to a girl back way back when that that thought of that thought would come into my mind like fuck remember when i asked that girl and nothing happened what the fuck man oh that was horrible that was a horrible humiliating experience but that's such a thing it was just an experience it happened that one time she's not going to remember the friends are not going to remember only you you are your own worst enemy remember this i know you okay i wasn't crying or anything i just burped (laughs) um but yeah dude it's just uh 
yeah that's the only thing about that's probably like the only thing about me that's like i dislike is that fear of rejection that comes about myself yeah i think that's one of the most common you know kind of aspects of social anxiety in itself that um, you know, when individuals, you happen to be talking to girls, whether you're trying to make new friends, whether yeah. you're trying to be accepted in maybe a new work environment, um, any sort of situation that you may not be used to um, being put into um, is there is going to be some sort of nervousness about the situation oh, sure. or some overthinking, like you said, um, which is a great point, because I think that that's one of those common aspects that anybody um, that has been in somewhat of a social situation that they did not feel 100% comfortable in that specific situation. Um, yet again, one of the one things I did want to kind of point out is that it is common. Um, <clears throat> I was reading the study the other day where they said that out of America, there's at least, I think it was like 13 million people experienced social anxiety or at least came out and was truthfully said that they experienced social anxiety um, on a day-to-day -day basis. So again, mm -hmm. everyday basis, and that's just America in itself. So then if you expand it on a global scale, um, it also ends up being like, I think it was like four to 8% of people, which doesn't seem like a lot in a percentage wise, but that is a shit ton of fucking people that happen to kind of have to deal with this, like every single day of their lives, which mm. is super fucking unfortunate. Yeah. Um, because no one should have to be able, feel kind of uncomfortable in their own skin. And especially in relation to social situations like this. One of the things I wanted to ask you about, Carlos, is that, <clears throat> sorry, but um, what is the actual feeling? Like, do you remember feeling something like? No, it wasn't like in my body or anything. Like In my body. Like, in my body. Touch my body. <laughs> I don't even remember the words. Uh, no, it wasn't like, a, well, I'm lying. No, it's like a, my, I guess in my chest. Um, yeah, man. yeah, you know. <laughs> listen this r&b shit's not gonna fly right now i understand back to this one song oh, jesus christ um yeah my chest i had this feeling it was a heart murmur but the doctor checked it out but it's all good um but no like if i it, it, like the sinking feeling i'm like ah, ah, ah. and also considering that i was pretty self-conscious you know just being like the only like one of a few black dudes that go to that school and everyone else being non black but thinking they are and having the heart you know being the problem you know take it easy <laughs> right. um being the one you know being the person to tell them that they are not black was really uh and that was a very awkward conversation <laughs> me and ryan had back way back then um please pull up your pants ryan you are not for the last time you are not <laughs> Jesus Christ, Ryan, <laughs> that is not how the Crips wear their jeans. Pull up your pants. Um, but yeah, no, like all jokes aside, the feeling in my, uh, you know, my chest is just like this sinking feeling. And like, you know, the feeling you get when you're fuck, when you're riding down, a, when you're going on a roller coaster or like drop zone, that feeling of like a, <gasps> that's a somewhat of a feeling I get. And then like in my head, I'm just like, ah, oh, shit. Shit, this chick thinks I'm so ugly. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm fucking ah oh, shit. What am I? What's going on? Um, because it, it all relates to like the rejections that actually happened. Like I remember one time in high school, um, it was during that much video, much music video dance, and um, I asked a girl, uh, um, fucking uh, what song came on? Hero by Enrique Iglesias oh, came on. Shit. Everyone's slow dancing and shit. I'm fuck, fuck. 
and there was no drinking at this time. I was completely sober. And I asked the girl to dance and she laughed. Ooh. And I'm like, Jesus Ooh. Christ, Jesus Christ. Worst case scenario that literally happened. We're not going to call this girl out on this podcast, are we? Uh, <laughs> uh, why? <laughs> it's open. Yeah, no, I don't want to embarrass her. But um, yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, that was a shitty feeling. I'm like, I'm not going to survive. And it was shit like that that really added to my self-consciousness. It really, uh, it, it, re- it made it really tough. And I don't want to blame her. Like, it's not. <laughs> but no, she was being really, she was actually really cool about it. And I think that's what made it worth it. But also because she was not really motivated by anything that I was doing. But at the same time, it was just like, fuck, man. Oh, why did I do that? That was so ridiculous. But no, as I think about it now, it's just like, you know what? I made that, I took that chance. And um, it was embarrassing at the time. But like, no, I, it, I think it definitely built up helped with uh how to make how i am today um although i am single today i uh you know it is tough to no no don't do that um i it's tough to find a girl in this whole pandemic era because uh like even like even like i think until very recently it was still hard for me to ask women out because of me just thinking about the self-consciousness like i'll be friendly with anybody and everybody like if you want to be friends let's do that that's cool that happens i'm a pretty friendly person i'd say um but it's just like overthinking the whole self-consciousness and um you know really you know really thinking bad about yourself at the time when you're speaking to women is just it's it's it's, uh it's a horrible feeling it is it's a feeling i don't really have don't like not have i do have it's just i'd rather not have do you are you like a have you ever had like a social well i think uh i want to i'll i'll share my experience and i'll kind of talk about yeah what, what kind of point i wanted to get into because it still talks about kind of the science of it and it's also yeah um the one last time that i really remember feeling some sort of like anxiety um being in some sort of a social aspect and carlos um i don't know if he would consider me a social person um but i think i'm, I'm a pretty sociable person in general i don't really um I feel like I don't have too many issues in relation to getting along with people, stuff mm. like that, um, approaching people, whatever it may be. Mm. Um, in this too case, much. <laughs> time's on, like, yo, let, stop yo, Ryan, leave that person yeah, alone, man. Let's, let's go like, the fuck home, man. I'm tired. Let's go home. What's your name, bro? Jesus. <laughs> but um, I love, I love social aspects. I love being um, in public. I love meeting yeah. new people. I love learning. I love just kind of being out there. I love listening to people, no matter who you are, you'd be a total stranger, whatever it may be. Mm. I I just feel like I'm that kind of person. But in this case, the very last time that I really felt like awkward in a situation where I was in, um, for those who don't know, I work um, in the industry of corporate law. um, And I was in this huge boardroom meeting with a bunch of like way older millionaire dudes that own this company and they're on the board of directors of this huge real estate company in Toronto. Yeah. I'm not going to name their company in itself because I don't want to call them out. Um, but we or were sued. doing a huge partnership with them. Um, and we actually got to go to their office and meet all the board of directors. And we're talking about the partnership and stuff like that. And they brought me along for some fucking reason. I think I was like 22 or 23 at the time. Uh-oh. 
brand new into the field. Don't know what I was doing there. Um, I had to wear a suit and a tie. Um, first time ever being in a situation that I didn't feel like I belonged into. And oh. I think that that was the, the, the crazy part of the, the anxiety that happened to come with it. So I happened to be in a certain situation where I'm probably the youngest guy in the room. Mm. Um, I might not even be dressed well in comparison to some of the other guys that are married, be wearing like thousand dollar suits and stuff like that. Um, and I felt like I was just out of my league or like not in my kind of comfort zone. I'm not used to this kind of situation. I'm meeting people that even though it doesn't really matter now, but make probably 10 times or not, if not a hundred times more money than I do. Mm. And I think that's where the anxiety started to come in. So like what I like to do personally is I really start to, I like to feel exactly what I'm feeling at that point in time. So like, I don't know if anyone else can share with me and if you have, then please let me know your experiences. But the amount of sweat that I had, coming from my dress shirt and I was wearing like this light blue dress shirt at the time. Um, you could see like the sweat coming in under my arms. Um, it's like super air conditioned of a fucking room, but I'm sitting there sweating, like wiping my sweat off my forehead. Um, and just like this hot feeling inside. <clears throat> and the thing about it is I, I never feel that. I don't ever feel that on a regular day basis. I call strangers all the time, whatever it may be. Mm. Um, and in this case, that was the one time I remember probably in the last about five or six years where I actually got it bad, where I was like, wow, this is actually scary. And it's a situation that can draw you away from having to kind of be in that situation ever again. But depending on how you kind of take social anxiety, I'm one of the lucky ones where I can now go into a boardroom and just. What up, bitches? about exactly know what i'm talking about because i am experienced in it you know i've learned from the situation itself but i'm i'm fortunate to be able to kind of be in that situation where i don't feel that anxiety um over and over again when i happen to meet somebody new or talk to somebody new or whatever it may be um in that case just the feeling in itself of your body getting fucking hot and sweaty mm. and uncomfortable um that's how i can only picture exactly what somebody goes through every single fucking day um, which is a super sad part. But to, to get into some of the points that I kind of wanted to talk about is that your body does feel things. And that's why I asked you that um, originally is that um, just to even talk about your brain, I did a little bit of like video watching and like reading on the brain and how social anxiety kind of affects that in itself. But there's certain parts of your brain that start fucking going ham, um, releasing certain fluids and like what being certain active. Oh, are, are they crumping? Well, well. Like, is, is there i guess you can consider synapses like touching each other and all that kind of shit like uh -oh. crumping but uh -oh. there's a lot of activity <laughs> tons and tons of brain activity that happens to happen yeah. when you're going through social anxiety and uh they have sort of recognized it with those those cat scan machine things that people go under are they called cat scans mm -hmm. cat scans um, that your brain starts to fucking maneuver a whole bunch and like your body starts to get hot. There's even like studies and like things done where they take like UV rays and they picture you while you're like angry or while you're scared and while you're feared. And then there's certain parts of your body that heat up in comparison everywhere else. Um, so a super cool thing. So it's just like everyone goes through it and your body really does react Jesus. Um, to these certain situations. And that's what makes it fucking scary, man. Mm. Like, I can only imagine somebody that goes through that every day. Yeah. You know? Like, oh, for sure. Like, I don't know. Like, uh, I don't like I know in the workplace, I've I've I too have also 
had a bit of uh, the social anxiety, um, like not not the not in the case of sweating and uh, you know um, feeling hot and shit. <laughs> I ain't no bitch. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. Um, but there was a point where um, I worked with a boss for like two years, and I I did not talk to him whatsoever. The only time I talked to this dude was like the last few months he was leaving. So I would say it was not even talking. It was like, hi, how are you? Good, good. And that's it. And it was his very last day. And um, I was working with a, a friend of mine at, uh, at, the, at the place called KB. His name is KB. And um, I was telling KB. him, I was telling him that it's uh, homeboy's last day. And uh, he's like, oh, okay. Oh, and he, sorry, he was telling me it was homeboys last day. I'm like, oh, is it? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, all right, I'll just go say bye. And uh, as I'm going into the office, I'm walking in there. I said, hey. And he's like, oh, hi, KB. I'm like, yeah, I was thinking I'm not KB. <laughs> and I just rolled, I just rolled with it. I, I let him call me KB. <laughs> I, dude, I did not have the heart to tell him that I wasn't KB. So what if he was like, what does KB stand for? By the way, I never, uh, I never Quabina. Quabina. Oh, yeah, okay, cool. dope. No, I just mean like, but like, would you play it as in like, hmm? you know, what if the person that said that to you went up to KB actually and was like, Hey, Carlos? Yeah. KB would have said, oh, no, I'm KB. Because that's how he's... <laughs> KB is a confident mofo. Bro, KB got girls like crazy. You have no oh idea. He's a married man now, but back way back in the day, holy shit, he got women. That's KB. He, that dude, like, he, pray your wife he was like, this, this he was like the most popular dude in that office for sure. I'm like, holy shit. How's he doing it? But yeah, no, like, dude, bosses loved him. You know, they were feeling him and shit. I'm like, Jesus Christ. How's he doing that shit? But no, like me, I, no, my confidence was like, I did not want to, like, I didn't even talk back when I'm being screamed at and shit. Cause like, I didn't want to start no trouble and shit. I don't want to be that guy. Like, you know, these dudes are like screaming at me. Like, it's quite clear. Like, it, you know, I, I'd fuck them up. There was no like question, but I'm not going to be the guy that loses my job because of like some dumbass that can't take, uh, you know, criticism and whatnot. But, um, yeah dude like oh my god like even in like the littlest things i even remember another job or there was not even job like instances where like i would talk to somebody like it's, it has nothing to do with feelings or like anything i would just it's just a person i've never met before and like at one point of my sentence my words were slur i'm like and in my head i'm just like why the fuck did i just say that what does that even mean and then like, and I've gotten to the point where I call out my accident where I'm just like, hmm, why did I say that? That makes no sense. <laughs> and they laugh and they laugh out loud. And then, you know, cause it makes it relate. you know, when you do shit, that's funny. You, you know, you want to make re relatable. You want to make yourself more vulnerable. You want to make yourself look human because people make mistakes. And when you make mistakes, you just call it out. It makes it funny. So that's how I learned to cope with some of my anxiety at humor rather so one of the things that i did want to kind of get into and i think that this is going to be helpful for anybody that happens to be listening or anybody that happens to go through any sort of degree of 
what can be considered social anxiety. I'm sure that some people happen to go through extremes of it mm. um, because I'm sure that there's somewhat of a spectrum in relation to, you know, like I feel it a little bit or I feel it on a scale from like one to 10. Yeah. It's more of a one in comparison to a 10 situation. So in this case, um, for the ones um, that really feel like they are going through at a certain time, how do you cope with it? Um, how do you react to it? What are the best ways to kind of go about it? If you are still feeling it after, you know, being an adult and going through life experience, being in social situations, um, how do you cope with it? Carlos just recently mentioned that humor is a huge thing. Um, being, being able to kind of make the other person laugh eases that, I guess, stress um, or the nervousness of the actual situation in itself. One of the things that I was really uh, reading about was early detection. Um, one of the things that now that they've kind of really researched about social anxiety and how it comes up as a, for individuals, early detection is huge. Mm -hmm. um, if you can sort of self self recognize exactly that you're going through it, and you can feel it yourself, or if even if the people around you can actually notice it and kind of speak to you about it. Um, it's always a great thing to try and catch it when you're younger, mm. um, like most things, I'm sure. Um, and then try to be able to try and find a fix from, you know, that point. And so for the point where the people are trying to instill it into schools, getting teachers to be like, hey, I kind of noticed that you're not the most, you know, talkative or you don't like to talk or you're very quiet and you don't want to engage or whatever it may be. Um, to the point where we can help our, our younger generation when they are going through it, feel it. Um, and then try to get help from that kind of point. So is there any other ways that you feel like you cope with so social anxiety? Um, I you know, other than humor, I would say. Uh, uh, um, not really. Just I think humor is the only way for me. I only do like, you know, I'm I consider myself pretty sarcastic with people only because, uh, you know, humor is the only way to really make things less awkward. Mm -hmm. um, I hate being in awkward situations. Oh Jesus, do I hate being in awkward situations? <laughs> I think that just, was fucking awkward. <laughs> dude, like, but I hate it with a passion. So like I would joke around it instantly to get out that situation. Like I'm even like when I'm in team meetings and they ask, does anyone have any questions? And when it's quiet for like fucking like two minutes, I instantly like, um, so yeah. <laughs> I do, like I need to get out of there that like, like I can't have that happen so that's a huge thing for me I remember when I was a kid ah uh, shit this is a I don't even should I even say this story or should I say this for a later episode whatever you feel uh you know what I'll, I'll fucking say it now so I don't even know if this relates to what we're talking about but who knows um uh, so when I was a kid, I was, I was pretty social. I talked to people a lot, like even my, uh, you know, my teachers would always complain that Carlos talks way too much. He's a smart kid, but like, you know, he talks way too much in class. Um, and so there was, there's this event at our school called the lip sync. So, a you know, they would gather, like anyone can participate either by yourself or with a team to dance to a song to create a dance number and like pretend like you're performing that song no actual singers or a shit because like no one wants to be a show off uh but um i would participate and i was like their i was their fucking their you know their their main event i was their fucking you know their anchor the I was WrestleMania, the, WrestleMania. dude i was the motherfucking <laughs> i was i was the it factor for them so this was like the first one that we were going to uh that i that i participated in rather 
and um and everyone's excited or like yo we got carlos like everything it's gonna be great and uh i remember uh one day we were in class and uh with our second grade teacher and i was not a fan of this teacher whatsoever well i wasn't uh, i wasn't really doing great in, grades wise in her class and uh her daughter was in our class one day because I, I guess she had like a PA day that day or is it PD day now? A PD day, I guess, you know, a day off rather. She had a day off from her school. So uh, no one was watching her that day. So she came in uh, that day to our class. I guess she was like helping out with like homework for everybody and shit. And um, she was a few years older than us. So she, yeah, she was just helping everyone. Uh, and I didn't talk to her at all that day like I like I'd even introduce myself I'm just like I don't know this woman so I'm just going to continue talking to my friends and then one day during lunch uh this other teacher Miss Barber who was the runner of the lip sync she just comes in randomly and she's like Carlos get over here I'm like what the fuck she calls me out in front of everybody and everyone's looking at me at this point and I'm like confused as shit I have no idea what the fuck is going on and she's like Carlos, what are you doing? I, you know, you participate in the lip sync, but I'm hearing that you're doing horrible in your, in your grades. I'm like, uh, what? Uh, oh, oh, okay. And I'm like, Carlos, look, you, you know, you can't be doing horrible. You have to do better in your grades. Do you think that I'm going to let you participate in the lip sync if your grades are bad? And I have no idea what to say to this. I put this point because I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? I have no clue. Barbara. So I'm looking. Oh, Barbara. So I'm looking at everybody. I'm looking at everyone, looking, staring at me. And then I see uh, my teacher's daughter staring right at me. She smiles with a big ass smile on her face. And she says, and she's nodding yes to say that I should say yes. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm like, uh, yes. And she's like, no, I'm not going to let you participate. And I'm like, oh. Oh, she screwed you. Yeah, she <laughs> fucked me over, man. <laughs> Fucking uh, fuck you if you're listening to this. I think that's definitely relevant. It sounds like yeah. it's very traumatic. Oh, I was just like, holy <laughs> shit. What the hell is going on here? I have no clue. Like, I didn't even cry or anything. I was just like, what the fuck just happened? And then ever since then, you've hated awkward situations. Yeah, that dude, was that was awkward as shit. That's fucking awkward. That's awkward as shit. I was just like, what the hell? Like, who does this to a kid? So then, yeah, they kicked me out of the lip sync. I couldn't participate. I was bummed out about that because I let the team down. Uh, they participated. I don't even think they ended up in, like, the top three because they give out three. It's uh, third, first, and third, second, and first. So they end up in the top three. I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry, guys. It's like, no, nah, it's all good. But, um, you know, and uh, I was just like, holy shit, what the hell was even that? So I, even like ever since that day, I'm just like, yeah, even yeah, probably yeah, since that day, like I really not a fan of awkward yeah. situations. Um, like, you know, earlyhood, like traumatic. Oh, for sure. Really skew you no matter how old you get. You know, it eventually kind of takes part. And there's probably just a, I'm, I'm not a psychologist, but. Yeah. A little bit of that plays a huge role in exactly how maybe you experience awkward situations nowadays, the overthinking, the nervousness, the not knowing how to react um, in a certain situation like that. And it really plays a huge role. And I'm sorry to hear that. And fuck you, Miss Barbara. Barber. Barber. Um, She's an odd bird. You know, you are an odd bird. Yeah. I hope you fixed your issue because you're probably still teaching. 
other kids and we talked about early detection and hopefully you could help kids not be awkward in situations go forward well yeah i know that's tough man Honestly, it was like holy i was like what the fuck is even that so i'm just like okay uh i guess i'm not on the team anymore but then i like as i think about it like it, it like made me really bummed out i'm just like okay that was pretty embarrassing because like people are like making fun of me and shit i'm just like oh shit you know, you have to bait out my scene in front of everybody. That's uh, not cool. And I, and that, yeah, grade two was like a rough year. Like I hated grade two with a passion because the teacher was like, she was rude as fuck. And like the, the you know, the teachings were never great. Like, uh, you know, getting picked on and shit. It was just, oh, fuck, dude. I, I was not a fan. But I will say that the, the light at the end of the tunnel, you know, the... Uh, light of the end of the tunnel that the next year that I did participate we actually ended up winning the lip sync to end this on a on a higher note for all of you so that being said the moral of the story is if uh you know if you're ever in an awkward situation and people are giving you suggestions don't listen to them listen to yourself listen to your heart don't ever listen to the teacher's daughter whenever she's offering you suggestions during this whole awkward ass fucking situation and if you're listening uh, fucking whatever i'm not even gonna say your name because i don't remember it to be perfectly honest if you're listening i hope you joined al-qaeda oh fucking God. bitch <laughs> i hope you're at the oh fucking thing God. saturday i hope you're at the fucking thing saturday i hope you get tear gas too you bitch fucking jesus i was just a kid yeah go ahead <laughs> i'm sorry for laughing <laughs> but you would make a great therapist. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you pissed your pants in front of Oh shit. Yeah, go ahead. One of one of the last things I did want to kind of bring up before we did happen to kind of get closer to the end of the episode was um how socially acceptable it is to now kind of talk about you know what you're going through and like you know we talked about like belt let's talk and how like mental illness is a huge thing mm. um and if you are going through it then like talk about it and expose it to the world and really try to get help and do what you need to do to be able to kind of you know get it to be recognized and you know the fix can always come after but at least like self-recognition at least talking about it from a general sense um is definitely becoming more and more accepted in general day um one of the biggest examples that i did want to bring up um was naomi osaka um, ah yes one of the biggest female tennis stars in the fucking world if mm. not the biggest one at this point i'd other. say so probably well, maybe most... not i don't know about over venus and Serena. well i mean like, they yeah, had their Serena. time but i think in terms of like in their prime yeah. i think like naomi's probably naomi like right now yeah um she's a wonderful tennis star fucking all-star pro but she actually recently came out and said that she struggles with social anxiety um i was reading this one interview about her where she came out with saying how she doesn't like when she's playing tennis, it's almost like taking out of her zone where it's like, you know, tennis, you're in one of the biggest stages in the world. You're not really having to worry about what the crowd thinks or anybody thinks of you. You're really just trying to play tennis and come up with the end goal to win. But she was like, if you ever put me and then try to take an acceptance speech in front of the same amount of people on a tennis court, not playing tennis, I wouldn't want to do it. Mm. I wouldn't want to sit in front of a whole bunch of people. I don't, I don't want to be interviewed by a bunch of reporters i don't want to do that shit that shit fucking freaks me out and she came out and said that shit publicly mm. um and that's the the cool part about now that nowadays it's being more socially accepted like yeah. a lot more people that we can look up to and then you know we we put on a pedestal um now 
we can realize that you know we that share they're something vulnerable. with them they're, they're vulnerable, vulnerable as well yeah. they go through the same exact struggles that we happen to go through um you know and they learn from it and even if they haven't learned from it that's something that they still struggle with to this day so for us to be able to kind of think that it only happens to us i hope that you find some ease knowing that everyone kind of goes through and we kind of go through it together she actually um, dropped out of a tournament because yeah of one of yeah the, so in this case it's kind of like i'm not saying that um it takes away from your situation or whatever it may be but um it is important that some of the people that we put on the highest pedestal in the world happen to kind of go through the exact same experiences or not maybe not the exact same but somewhat of similar experiences that we happen to go through and that hopefully helps you in a certain way um to know that you're not alone mm. um i think is what my kind of end basis was in that kind of case so mm. um yeah Social anxiety, man. Like it's, yeah, it's fucking, it's a tough one. Doesn't make you less of a, you know, it doesn't make you a coward to admit uh, your faults or no. to admit that, uh, you know, something you're going through it. So, yeah, man. Oh, 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 just take it back a great two. Oh my god! You know what song we were gonna dance to that year? Everybody by Backstreet Boys. Oh, it's a huge tune. Great man. tune. We huge. had a great number and tune and i and i couldn't do it i couldn't do it i don't know if um like stage fright has anything to do with like social anxiety or no for me no no you know what you know what i don't know what it is uh like even from the lip sync and like um because that's not my only stage situation i i know in high school i fucking oh jesus christ i can't believe i admitted it um <laughs> there were in high school there was a tryout for a dance team and everybody there was a fucking uh what, do you, what what is this what is that <laughs> jesus um there were tryouts and everyone was at the door auditioning for tryouts looking through a window watching that one person in the room oh, with like yeah. the two teachers i'm like okay this is fucking humiliating <laughs> i'm like oh jesus christ and the door opens and ben shout out to ben if you're listening pushes me through the door and i'm like fuck I'm like what do you and they close it and they wouldn't open it back open the goddamn door and i'm like fuck, all right and i'm like hey how you doing i'm carlos and i uh, and i auditioned and i you know i did my dance and shit and everyone as soon as everybody opened, as soon as they opened the door for me everyone's cheering and shit i'm like okay chill 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 nothing serious is gonna happen from this and uh i look at the list I make the team and I'm like, oh, great. And I look at the list again. I'm the only dude on that fucking team. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, this is humiliating as shit. I'm the only dude on the team. Hey, where was I? I don't fucking know. You the dance team. Yeah, well, know. you wouldn't. You definitely wouldn't have. <laughs> oh, no, not Oh, 100% not. So I'm just like, dude, you can't even imagine because in the room that we were practicing, it was a big ass window to outside. You, I can't even tell you how many countless days where we auditioned for our big dance number on the stage and people were walking by. Dudes are walking by just like laughing. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Can't believe I'm doing this. But you know what? I gave them my word that I do it. I was going to drop out multiple times. I had talked sure we, we went to come see like a bunch of shows that you guys did and a bunch of different performances. I'm like, fuck. I'm just I uh I remember I was telling Miss Ferrer, I'm like, 
uh yeah i don't know if i could do this but she's like yeah it's okay like you, you know just please just uh you know go through with it the, that one performance we're gonna do it's not gonna be in front of everybody in the school it's gonna be at night in front of like parents and some of the students i'm like okay fine so we did that one number it was me and like a bunch of other girls on the stage just dancing and i'm like okay let's just go through with it not nervous at all on the stage i i don't know what it is like i'll be nervous maybe like right before it happens but i wouldn't be like where i wouldn't want to perform like I, like it's just jitters that i have but as soon as i get on stage i'm very comfortable on there because i have faith in my dancing there is faith when you're confident in something you just gotta believe baby and then we finished the dance number it was a huge success I have never gotten so many hugs from females in my life. <laughs> Jesus. Pre-COVID. Pre-COVID, obviously. Pre -COVID. This was high school. <clears throat> all I'm saying is if you're the only dude on that dance team and you're straight and you're, you know, and there's all these females and you have the opportunity to be that one dude, join the do dance. it! <laughs> join, do it! Join the dance team. Join the fucking dance team. When you got the ability to move it, you got to prove it. And then do it. Oh, yeah. But yeah, in terms of like nervousness and jitters. Yeah, on the stage, no, not once. Even when I was a kid, like even when I did it on the lip sync, I was never. I think that's the one time where like where most people, most people would be nervous as fuck on stage. And I mean, no, I loved it. I love the attention. I got one quick uh -oh. stage fright story. Uh -oh. I don't know if it like falls into social anxiety at any kind of point, but um, stage fright um, in itself, it was always one of those one things that I always kind of felt a little bit un like it just it gave me a nervousness about like performing in certain like stages and like doing even like speeches back in grade school. I did them and mm. did extremely well in some of them. I'll be honest with you somehow. Mm. I don't know. If my teachers just like me, because I'm pretty sure I don't remember any of my speeches whatsoever. But um, I remember back in like kindergarten um, and I know it really doesn't matter because back in the kindergarten. But I remember this one image of kindergarten where um, we had one of those uh, assemblies where every every uh, grade happens to do something else, mm. like a performance or whatever it was. Mm. So the kindergartens that year um, had to do the teddy bear picnic like dance. And I don't, do you know what the teddy bear picnic is? What the fuck would I know what a teddy bear picnic is? So what is that song? It's like, -na 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 -na. the teddy bears have their picnic. It's like a, it's like a folk song. It's like a, something about. To all the, the children growing today. up in Newmarket, I am so sorry. <laughs> you had to go through the torment of performing that weird ass song. I am going we're going to post it on Instagram or at least post something about the dude. I don't think you went to, you were in a cult. No, man. You're 100%. Teddy bear picnic. Teddy I'm bear sure. picnic. If anybody remembers the teddy bear picnic, please let us know. But dude, anybody that remembers the teddy bear picnic is either in a fucking psychiatric home or in prison. It's a folk song that we had to perform in front of the whole school. Mm. I, I was the only kid who didn't do it. Well, I, I got didn't. up there with my little teddy bear mask on. Yeah. And I like almost got on stage and I go to my teacher. I'm like, yo, I'm not doing this. And she's like, Ryan, like everybody in kindergarten is doing it. I'm like, no, I'm good. Yeah, the freaking the, the white dragons yeah. on there with the, <laughs> the rest of the clan <laughs> waiting to sacrifice. 
What are you doing? And she's like, Brian, like you have to, like oh, everyone Jesus. else is doing it. And I'm pretty sure Dropped even out? some of my boys from kindergarten that I still talk to to this day were doing it. Yeah, I didn't do it. Wow. And my teacher was kind of like, okay, fine, don't worry about it. Sit on the side of the thing, and we won't make you do it. So I literally watched all my friends and all my classmates do the teddy bear picnic dance in front of the whole school. And I was the only one who didn't did it. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if I shed a tear or not because I <laughs> cried my way out of it. Aww. But that was probably one of the major or most memories that I have with, uh, with social anxiety. Holy like, shit. Anxiety in itself. And you actually dropped right. out. Yeah, I didn't do it. Kindergarten, man. I fully remember that. 20, what, 25 years later? Because you're what four years old yeah, when you were in kindergarten, five, yeah, four yeah. or five or something like that. So 25 wow. years ago, I still remember that story. Um, and the thing about it is that every single time that I always have an awkward situation about stage fright, I always think about that that situation, whether it happens to be engaging in a new group of friends, meeting somebody new, um, whatever it may be, going in front of a boardroom of a whole bunch of people that you don't know presenting in front of your president, meeting somebody new, whatever it may be, first dates, anything like that. I, I think about that, that, that situation. And I'm kind of like, man, I am now better than that. Mm. Than that fucking kindergarten kid kind of thing, you know? So damn, um, it helped me um, in that case. And that's how I kind of cope with, you know, nervousness around new social situations. I'm not going to lie. I still definitely get it here and there, maybe. But it happens, yeah. Not as much as uh, I used to, definitely as a kid. Mm. That's one of the ways that I kind of cope with it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Social anxiety, man. It's, oh. it's definitely something real. Um, Everybody happens. I'm sure probably everybody goes through it at least a little so bit. So let's say this show makes it, when this show makes it big um and we do a live show would oh you drop out God, no i would love to do a live really show. Are you kidding me i would love to do a live show just like a heckler just calls you out name hey fucking kindergarten <laughs> dropout how you doing there it's like mind your fucking business see that's when we're gonna have like all the crazy setup stuff and i'm gonna have yeah. one button that none of us touches mm. and we're not gonna know what that button touches but i'm gonna know as soon as i press it the teddy bear picnic theme song is gonna fucking come on oh fuck and i'm gonna get up and do the little dance their picnic and then the fucking my teacher's daughter in uh from from al-qaeda comes in and this blows the place up um i guess we're good for that topic the last thing i do want to say is uh Uh um, if you do happen to you know be affected by social anxiety look directly in the camera when you're doing this if you do happen to be affected by social anxiety and you know that you do, um, if you are open to it, please seek help. Um, there's definitely assistance programs throughout all of the city in itself. Probably harder to find because of COVID or whatever it may be, but I'm sure that there are groups out there. I know there's tons of online services. They online do services, FaceTime and shit. Um, you know, there's probably like Discord servers out yeah, there, yeah. like Reddit posts, like yeah. all that kind of stuff. If you reach out for it, I'm sure that you can find it. Yeah. There is some sort of help. Um, in some sort of way and even if you don't progress that much in one of these groups or programs at mm. least it's some sort of a progression to be able to kind of get away from that and become the social being that you know we all kind of are at the end of the day um so in this case really seek help if you do need it mm. um not only in relation to social anxiety but any sort of help you know good to get back to our mental health episode and bell talks and stuff like that but um that's one thing i wanted to kind of get across and that's my kind of closing point with social anxiety mm. I would say. okay 
All right, man. Well, uh, yeah, that was our topic on uh, social anxiety. But uh, we want to get into a new segment, which will lead into our recommendation. Um, we're going to have this segment from time to time when I feel like, because, uh, well, the reason why I wanted to start this segment was because I've noticed that when celebrities are passing away, all this good stuff happens about them before they pass. You know, all these good things are said about like with Bob Saget passing away, you know, um, you know, host of America's Funniest Home Videos, obviously Full House. Um, all these good things are said about him uh, after he passed and not a lot of stuff or appreciation before. So I want to, you know, and I, I, I got a bit of the idea from Drink, uh, Drink Champs. So shout out to Drink Champs podcast. You should check them out if you guys don't know who that who they are. It's Nori and DJ Effin. Um, you know, they're a good podcast, so check them out. Um, but uh, yeah, um, we're going to appreciate either people, situations uh, from time to time. So my appreciation post today is about singer, songwriter, songwriter, musician, Phil Collins. Wow. Dude, dude, dude. This week, I listened to so much fucking Phil Collins. Wow. He's the fucking truth. Phil Collins is man. He is the fucking yeah. Truth. No, that was unexpected for me. And by the way, we didn't prep this. No, not at all. This so at this all, is free falling. This is all kind of free yeah. fall. So yeah, Dude. that's wild, man. Bro, yeah. he is Phil incredible. Collins. Like I listened to it before. Like I listened to some song, but I listened to like albums this week. My God, he's so good. Yeah, so good. You're gonna have to show me some stuff. Are we? Oh, bro, some stuff on our bro. Instagram. So. Phil Collins, fucking. Dude, he has so many bangers, bro. So many. <laughs> I was listening to Two Hearts on my way. Two Hearts, banger. You can't hurry love, which is a cover of a of a of, a, of another artist he, from Diana Ross and her band. Great song. You know, another day in paradise. And what's the song from Tarzan? You'll be in my heart. Oh yeah, banger. That's a, yeah, that's a banger. Banger. Yeah, that's a banger. Holy shit! Let me tell you a little something about Phil Collins. He initially started in a band called Genesis. He was the drummer for that band. Wow, that's dope. Yeah, and it, Genesis went on to be, they are a very successful band to this day. They are actually going on tour this year. With him? Yeah, with him. Oh, shit, that's he, so that's the thing. So he was a drummer for that band. And then the lead singer, Peter Gabriel, what decided to go solo. And they, they, they were without a singer. And then they were overhearing uh, Phil Collins sing. Come in. And I'm like, man, sit your <laughs> drumming ass down, motherfucker. <laughs> He ain't going to do it. And then they overheard him singing one day. And we're like, Phil, get this man a microphone. We're on in 20. And he went on to sing songs, created bangers wow. for Genesis. And then he decided to go solo. That's huge. And he created bangers. Did you know, aside from Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson, he is one of the three of those men to uh, come from a band to be successful for both the band and a single artist to sell wow. 100 million records worldwide. Wow. That's huge. Huge, 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 huge. He's one of the most successful musicians in history. He, what else is interesting about him? He has 38 top 40 singles that spans three decades. Holy shit. And he, and the list of 100 greatest drummers by Rolling Stone, he was listed as number 45, I think. Wow. So aside from being a like, successful as drummer, he's what he's and actually behind Ringo Starr. He's second place on the most successful drummer money wise of all time. Wow. That's wild. Insane. 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 
So Phil fucking Collins, this one's for you, man. Good for you, sir. You're the man, and I love you, dude. Yeah, yeah, man. He he. And oh, I heard a weird story. It's a rumor, apparently, but I don't know if it's true. Uh, you know the song "Feel It in the Air" tonight. Oh, yeah. You know he actually plays the drums in that song too. So that iconic moment, it was actually yeah. him that played the drums in that song. No, that's dope. That's right. So the do you know the story behind that song? Something about something but he drowning. So no, no. So the situation was that he witnessed somebody. So he witnessed two people where one person was drowning and the guy did not save that person. He just let that person drown. Wow. And Phil was far too, was too far away to save that person. And then he performed at a concert and he noticed that person was there that night. And then he pointed the light at that person and he sang the song to in the air tonight to that person. And what what was interesting was the person was actually singing along with the words as they were going. Wow, that's fucking. I can feel it calling in the air tonight. But that's a room. Apparently, he says it's not true. But I I think that. Who knows? Yeah, right. Come on, that'd be a wild ass. That'd be a wild ass story. I can feel it coming in the air tonight. That was basically murder. The dude just said there, just like in the audience, just like, oh, what a good song. Wait, hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh fuck! But yeah, man, Phil. So, fucking... Is he talking about the same Charlie Wait, Smith? Charlie Smith. <laughs> That's my name. Hold up, what the fuck? Uh, but yeah, man, Phil Collins, dude. Yeah, God, a God amongst men. One of those underrated artists, and a lot of people think about. Dude, 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 dude. Please listen to Phil Collins. Please, I think one of the. When I first heard about Phil Collins, other than like the the Disney stuff, yeah. like the Tarzan stuff, was Bone Thugs. Um, they did know, a they did a yeah, they, uh, a, they oh. sampled uh, "Take Me Home." Take Me Home, and then yeah. he actually did the video he did the them. video yeah, with them. So you know, and I was a big Bone Thugs fan yeah. growing up. Like I used to love fucking East 1999. You used to look like them. Boom, 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 boom. To this day, I still listen to first of the month every first of the month. (laughs) What you gonna do? Make some other. So I'm a big Bone Thugs fan. I always have been. Um, And I remember when he they collabed with uh, Phil Collins on the Take Me Home. Yeah, that was that was dope. That was that was. I'm telling you, man. Phil Collins. He's with it. He's with it. Telling y'all, man. What's you know what? Just listen to all his music, dude. He's like, even from his Genesis days, you know what? I recommend Hold On My Heart by Genesis, where Phil Collins is the lead singer in that song. Great song. Hold on my heart. (laughs) Great song. Great song. But yeah, that's my recommendation. And that's my appreciation. Well, we'll have a different name for the appreciation segment. We'll We'll figure something out because it's baby steps, baby. We're almost there. We have to have more puzzles because, yeah. you know, we have the hangman yeah. reference. We'll get, more, we'll we'll get more. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Jo- join us along with the, uh, the journey. All right. Do you have anything to say or any recommendation? My, uh, I think what I'll do is I'll do an appreciation as well. Um, you know, Carl's kind of put me on the spot with this one because oh, I didn't Jesus think of it. Before. You don't have to have but- one. Um, as of recent, for those who don't know, um, it was actually the two-year anniversary of Kobe Bryant's, um, you know, death anniversary. Uh, yeah. Um, it was, believe it was this week. Um, for those who don't know, I was a huge Kobe. I'm still was, a Kobe fan. 
yesterday Tuesday or, or two, yesterday or yeah. something like that one of those one of the days but yeah. it's been two years since kobe bryant passed um I'm a huge Kobe fan. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of my friends know me as a huge Kobe fan. Yeah. I 100% admit I love the guy. Yeah. Um, you know, loved everything about him, everything mm. he did. I don't even like the Lakers, but I like Kobe. Mm. Um, and in this case, um, it really hit home, you know, when he actually passed away. I think that that actually has to be the first celebrity that I actually ever cried. Mm. Like MJ passed away. Um, which was huge, but I don't really like. I felt it, but I was kind of like, "Wow, it's fucked up." Mm. That, but Kobe, like, as soon as he passed away, watching him do the things that he did, being the athlete that he was, being the role model he was to the yeah. world, putting that much of an impact um, on the world itself, um, definitely uh, my appreciation for Kobe Bryant. Everyone probably thought I was going to be Lupe the first episode, which will be the next episode. Oh, Jesus Christ! But in this case, um, it has to go to Kobe Bryant um definitely yeah dude i remember that day vividly yeah. like uh i was just reading a group chat and somebody posted the article from tfz i'm like what the fuck what the fuck and i was playing a video game at the time too and like i couldn't even play the game i was shaking i'm like what the shit is going on and it's weird because like i like i was a kobe fan but i wasn't like a yeah. you know i wasn't like us you know big supporter of the lakers or anything but i under like i clearly knew he had an impact not just on basketball alone but like the sports world like yeah. everybody was impacted by kobe so i'm like holy shit what the fuck is going on what the shit is going on here i'm looking at the news i'm trying to confirm and i read cnn and it says he died and i'm like holy shit and then it says his daughter died with i'm like what the fuck is going on I remember calling my dad and he, me and my dad would always debate. I would always tell him that Kobe is number two behind Michael Jordan, hundred percent. And my dad, he hated Kobe because he never passed. <laughs> he never passed the ball during the game. And when I called my dad, he was shocked. He was literally like, Carlos, are you serious? Like, I've never heard him yeah. sound so like, like, that's crazy. And, and like, because uh you know like, like you mentioned like i too cried when he like when i when i was watching the reactions of uh the you know yeah. when doc rivers was crying i like i like it got me i'm like fuck he's actually gone like jesus christ because it was him and michael jackson where i generally cried from the the reactions of their passing because that was just it was just it's it's just the fact that it was so sudden and so yeah. random because he like yeah. regardless like i know it was, he ended his basketball career but like he yeah, he had so much so much more to do yeah yeah he was just a person a great great person for the just world a god Definitely had his dark man. fucking era sure for his early years sure and for those who know what i'm talking about i'm not gonna even say it yeah uh, just i don't want to do any injustice to who he is but um you know kobe bryant was a god in itself so mm. um you know rest in peace to kobe yeah man and then his his legacy on the, in the game will never be matched. There will there will only be one Kobe Bryant. And then for my recommendation, um, it is a song that I've been listening to on repeat for some reason today. By Kobe Bryant? No, it is not. I know he did come up. He with was a, a rapper. Raps, he came up with a couple of raps. I think. Not good. No. Mm. He actually married one of his his. Uh, yeah, was yeah, his yeah. Was one of his dance video, video girls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know who wrote one of his rap singles? No. Fifty Cent. Oh really? Mm. What the hell? Yeah, by Young Fifty Cent before in the club That's and all too that funny, shit. Man. But um, yeah, no, he should have stuck to rap. <laughs> or basketball, basketball rather. Yeah, you yeah, don't stick to rap. 
The one song I have that I've been playing on repeat today for some odd reason, um, Can We Talk by Tevin Campbell. Um, definitely go look that song up. <laughs> Big R&B hit. Um, if you can sing it, sing it with me. You know, Can We Talk. Sing it. Sing the chorus. Can we talk for a minute? No, 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 no. Finish the goddamn chorus. Why would you do that? Huge song. Go listen to it. That's my recommendation. You're not gonna finish the chorus? No, doesn't need to. Are you trying to piss me off? Trying to ruin it. What the fuck are you talking? You don't. You have to finish the chorus. Finish the chorus. Girl, I want to know your name. Thank you. That was so irritating. Oh, can you imagine leaving these people hanging like that? All right. Well, then. Thank you for joining uh, us this week on another special edition of The Blank with Carlos and Ryan. I am clearly Carlos. And I'm Ryan. And this is The Blank with Carlos and Ryan. Family. Cheers, everybody. Cheers.